Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good evening and welcome to The Sleep Pod. I'm your host, James, and this episode is going to be a little different. It's Halloween, so I thought, why not do a Halloween episode? So I'm doing a Halloween episode. It's the same format as normal, where I make up a story that's boring and hope that you fall asleep. However, this episode might be slightly spooky, but let's face it, in reality, it'll probably be a bit silly, but still boring, so don't worry. I don't want to stop people falling to sleep, so hopefully this episode should be light-hearted enough to not cause any issues. I think that is probably enough for the introduction, so let's get started with the spooky Halloween special. It was a dark and rainy night. Tim and Sue's car drove down a secluded forest area. There are no street lamps, just more trees. They hadn't seen another car for miles. Suddenly, the car jolts, and Sue slams on the brakes. Tim looks to her, confused. What was that? he said. I don't know, said
said Sue. I think we've got a flat tire and run out of fuel at exactly the same time. Oh no, said Tim. Our current location is less than ideal for that to happen. Yes, said Sue. But don't worry. I have breakdown cover. She reached into her jacket pocket and retrieved her mobile phone. Oh no, she said. I've got no signal. Can we use your phone, Tim? Yes, said Tim. He reached inside his pocket and pulled out his phone. Oh no. My battery just died as soon as I took it out of my pocket. Oh dear, said Sue. What are the chances of that? Right, said Tim. A flat tire running out of fuel, you not having any phone signal, and my phone dying, all in the space of a few minutes? Now that is unlucky. Ooh, said Sue. There's a house over there. Where, said Tim. Sue pointed to the house. Right there, in between that group of trees and that other group of trees. Tim looked. Oh yes, I can see it now. Do you think anybody's in? They looked at the house. There didn't appear to be any lights on. Ooh, I think I just saw somebody in an upstairs window. Are you sure, said Sue? I didn't see anybody. I think so, said Tim, although it is dark and the house is a bit of a distance away. It could have been my eyes playing tricks on me. That is a possibility, said Sue. Well, said Tim, shall we go and see if they have a telephone we can use? Yes, let's do that. So they got out of the car. Sue went to lock the car. Then Tim said, Oh, is it a good idea to lock the car? What if this is a spooky house? And there's some spooky kind of people there. And we have to run away from them. We will need to get back in the car as quick as possible. If it's locked, that could slow us down. Hmm, said Sue. That is a very interesting thought. However, if there are spooky people here, and we leave the car unlocked, one of the spooky people could get into the car, and we think that we've escaped, but then a spooky person 
appears in the rearview mirror. Ah, said Tim. That is also a possibility in this scenario. So should I lock it or leave it unlocked, said Sue. Tim shrugged. I don't think it matters either way. Fair enough, she said, and they walked to the house. The house was a short walk from the road. The driveway had two large stone pillars on either side of the entrance. The driveway was covered in weeds. The house looked quite old, and it definitely didn't look like it was currently occupied. Tim nor Sue were knowledgeable enough about architecture to say exactly which style the house was constructed in, or to date it with any level of accuracy. As they approached the house, a light beside the door flickered on. They both stopped walking and looked to each other. Oh, said Tim, maybe somebody is home. Yes, said Sue, or it could be an automated system with a motion detector. Yes, said Tim, that is also a possibility. When they reached the door, they looked for a doorbell. There wasn't one. Then they looked around for some kind of door knocker. There wasn't one. So they knocked on the door, together in unison, three times. They stepped back and waited to see if anybody came. But nobody did. Should I knock again? said Tim. Okay, said Sue. So he did. Another three times. And they waited. And nothing happened. Ah, said Sue. I don't think anybody is home. You're probably right, said Tim. Why don't you knock once more, just to be certain? Okay, said Sue. Oh, said Tim. Make sure it's a good knock. Okay, I will, she said. She raised her hand, clenched her fist, and swiftly lowered it 
contact with the door, a loud knock echoed around the space behind the door, and a second later, the door slowly creaked open. Sue and Tim took a step back, surprised. The door was only open slightly. Did you do that? Asked Tim. I'm not sure, said Sue. Tim took a step forward and gently pushed the door in to open it further. It creaked, which they were both expecting to happen. Inside was darkness. Nobody was there. Nobody is there, said Sue. Oh, said Tim. Should we go in? I'm not sure, said Sue. Is this breaking and entering, or trespass? I don't think it's either, if the house is abandoned, and the door is open. Is it a crime? Neither of them knew how to answer that question. So they entered anyway. Once inside, Tim closed the door behind them to keep out the wind and the rain that had been slowly getting worse and worse whilst they were at the door. Sue walked over to a light switch. She tried it. It didn't work. The lights don't work, said Sue. Yes, I'm not surprised by that. But the light outside was working. Hmm, I don't understand how electricity works well enough to solve this particular riddle. They're probably on separate things, said Sue. You're probably right, said Tim. Do you think there'll be a working phone line? asked Tim. It's unlikely, but we can have a look for one, she replied. So they did. They were in a large hallway with a large staircase and some large doors and quite a small table near the door. On the table was a vase and in the vase there was nothing. They both walked around the edges of the room, hoping to find a telephone, but there wasn't one. Should we look into any of these other rooms? said Sue. No, I don't think so, said Tim. It seems a bit rude doing that in somebody else's house 
when you've not even been invited here. So what shall we do? Asked Sue. Hmm, I think we should just wait until it is morning, or at the very least, until the weather is better, and then try and wave down any of the vehicles that we happen to see outside. They agreed on that plan. But now, the question was, what should they do to pass the time? Hey, look over here, said Sue, from one side of the room. Okay, said Tim, from the other side of the room. And Tim walked over to Sue, who had found a cupboard. Look, she said. Board games. Oh, okay. It's kind of dark in here. But maybe there's some candles somewhere. Yes, there's some candles and matches right here. Excellent, said Tim. So... What game shall we play? How about this? She said, removing a thin box from the cupboard. This could be fun, she said. Tim squinted. Is that a Ouija board? Yes, said Sue. Or do you think it wouldn't be a clever idea to use a Ouija board in what is essentially quite a spooky house? In the middle of the night, alone, there could be spooky people here. We have not completely discounted that yet, have we? That is very true, said Tim. Okay then, let's play Monopoly instead. So they did. They lit some candles and sat on the floor and played Monopoly. Sue was the little dog and Tim. Tim was the thimble. Two and a half hours later, they had finished the game. Sue had won. Congratulations, said Tim. Thank you, said Sue. You are very good at playing Monopoly. Yes, said Sue. It is my favourite game. I'm not sure why I even suggested playing with a Ouija board. That was a silly idea. Well, I'm glad we played. But what do we do now? said Tim. I'm not sure. Hey, I've got an idea, 
Why don't we split up and explore the house and see if there's anything else to do? Hmm, although I was worried about spooky people, ghosts, werewolves, vampires, Frankensteins, Frankenstein's monsters, that kind of thing, we've not seen anything whilst we've been playing Monopoly. So I'm fairly confident the house is not really spooky, it just looks a bit spooky. I agree, said Sue. Come on then, let's go and explore. And so they did. Sue decided to stay downstairs and investigate what was in the other rooms. Tim went upstairs. The staircase was old. Every step creaked. But once he got up to the top step, he discovered the upstairs of the house. The first room he looked into was a bedroom. There was no sheets on the bed. Whoever owned this house had done laundry before leaving. There wasn't anything interesting on any of the furniture. No trinkets or creepy dolls in chairs. Nothing like that at all. The second room was another bedroom. It was very similar to the first one. The third room was another bedroom. That also didn't have anything of interest in there. But the fourth room... The fourth room... was a library. Although it didn't have any books on the shelves. Tim shrugged and walked to the last room upstairs. It was a bathroom. As soon as he stepped into the room, he tried the light switch, forgetting that the lights weren't working. He had a look around, he could still see quite well, despite the rain and the wind and the fact it was night time and there was a lot of trees near the house. A lot of moonlight was still entering the rooms so it was fine. There was a bar with a shower curtain. The shower curtain was pulled across the bar. Hmm, thought Tim, 
is going to be a spooky person, a demon, or some such entity. They're probably hiding in the bath. So he grabbed the shower curtain, took a deep breath, and in a swift movement, pulled it across, revealing an empty bath. He looked down into the bath. Wow, said Tim, that is a very clean bath. He stepped back and noticed a medicine cabinet above the sink, the type with a mirror on the door. His brow furrowed as he stepped towards it. He could not see himself in the mirror because of the angle of the door. He closed it, revealing his own reflection. Yes, thought Tim, that is what I look like, that is me, and there's nobody else behind me, because it would have been very spooky if there was somebody spooky behind me, but there wasn't, so that's fine. He left the room and walked back downstairs. Although, 
was it really a hallway, if there was only two doors in it? Yes, she thought, it probably is. So she walked down the hallway, soft carpet beneath her feet, wallpaper with a faded, repetitive pattern. The smell of dust. She reached the other door. Hmm, she thought. I didn't hear this door open or close. What if it was a creepy kid? A creepy ghost kid? And the creepy ghost kid just went through the door rather than opening it or closing it. So she opened the door. Ah, the door was quite quiet. It had been lubricated recently. Why this was the only quiet door in the house, she didn't know. And it wasn't really important, and not even her main question at that time, because on the other side of the door was a room. At first, She thought the room was full of people, but it wasn't. No, these weren't people at all. They looked like people, maybe from a distance. But actually, they were just trying to look like people. She had entered a room full of mannequins. Ah, she said. What? said Tim. He heard her and was following her. Oh, did you find anything upstairs? she said. No. He said, what have you found? I found the mannequin room and there was a child, but I'm not sure if it is a real child or a creepy child, like the creepy children that are in films. Ah, said Tim. Either is possible. Tim caught up with Sue and they entered the mannequin room together. It was a large room and placed sporadically throughout the room were 17 mannequins. Is this a lot of mannequins for a single room or the normal amount for a mannequin room? asked Tim. I think this is about the normal amount, said Sue. Suddenly, there was a noise. A creaky noise. Tim and Sue looked at each other. Did you hear that, said Sue. Yes, said Tim. Okay, good. This would not be an ideal time to have auditory hallucinations. 
You're right about that, he said. There was another creak at one end of the room. And then, almost immediately after, one of the arms fell off a mannequin, causing Tim and Sue to jump. Ooh, they both said. That was spooky. No, hold on, said Tim. Look over there. Sue looked over there. It's just a cat. Yes, it is. Oh, good. Oh, and look over there, said Sue. Tim looked over there. Is that the child that you saw earlier? Yes, said Sue. The child walked over to the cat and picked it up. Hello, said Tim. Hello again, said Sue. Hi there, said the child. Meow, said the cat. Suddenly, a door burst open. Moonlight illuminated the silhouette of a man. A crack of thunder and lightning highlighted his face. Hello, father, said the child. Oh, hello, son, there you are said the man. He stepped in and closed the door. Oh, I didn't know anybody was here, said the man. We weren't, but then we were. Sorry, is this your house, said Tim. No, said the man. We live next door. My son was looking for the cat. I see he has found it. Yes, said Tim. I'm wondering if you could help us, said Sue. Our car has a flat tire and has run out of fuel, and we have no phone signal or battery. Ah, said the man. Yes, I can help you. Why don't you come to our house? It's not a creepy house like this one. And my wife will make you a nice hot drink. Excellent, said Tim and Sue. So they left and went to the man's house, had a hot drink and called for breakdown assistance. It took a while to get there, but eventually it did. And then they left. The end. Join me next time for another boring
but until then, good night and sleep well.